Good evening, church. Susadev, that's greetings from Cambodia. And uh, Tim Hickman and I have just come back from Cambodia, and we've had a fantastic time. Uh, we're going to share about it next week with some video clips and some pictures. But uh, many people touched, many people stretched, like Doug was talking this morning about stretching out. And, uh, you know, we've already seen some growth in the leaders and pastors over there. And uh, so don't miss next week. We've got some great video footage. And, uh, but, you know, I just want to tap into Doug's message this morning about stretching out. And uh, I shared Isaiah 54 while we are in Cambodia that, uh, you know, we all need to stretch and to grow. And it's part of God's call for our life. And I just want to touch on something that um, Dave said just before. He talked about God is well able. You know what? The Bible says that we are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And, you know, that verse is powerful because it actually, we are more than a conqueror. It's like Jesus has already conquered He's done the fighting. He's been to the cross. The Bible says he went to hell for three days. He made a mockery of the devils, triumphed over them in it, and took the keys of death and hell. And now he has given us the victory crown. We now have the victory crown. He's done the work. He's given us the victory. So when we stretch out, when we face issues in our life, when we face giants in our life, we need to face it holding the victory crown, not from a defeatist attitude. Amen? You know, the Bible says... That uh, we are God's workmanship. You know, the Bible says we have been created in Christ Jesus for good works. That means more than one work. Lots of works. And, uh, you know, when I was first saved, Sharon and I came into the church. And uh, before long, we were put onto communion, making the little, pouring the little cups of wine in the morning and doing communion, cutting the bread up. And we did that for about eight months. And that brought up a few little issues, you know, getting here early and cutting up the bread. But, you know, we were faithful in the little and the Bible says, when you're faithful in the little things, God will give you much. So we don't want to despise the things we do. We don't want to despise whatever God gives us to do. We just do it. I mean, I was that hungry for God. I said to God, God, let me clean the toilets. I, you know, I was happy to clean the toilets. Now, he didn't let me clean the toilets here, but I soon found myself in a job where I was cleaning the toilets at work. So and I, I was cleaning them all annoyed one day, and then God reminded me of my prayer. So you've got to be careful what you pray for. Amen. But, you know, when you, you know, God gives us dreams, he gives us desires, and, uh, but it's, and, you know, and they come about, but it's little by little, bit by bit. That's each stretch of growth, each, each little mountain we have to climb and, and conquer. But God says in Philippians 1.6 that he, we can be confident of this very one thing, that he who began a good work in us will complete it, will complete it. So we can be confident of this very one thing, you know. He's, God has specifically marked out that verse and said we can be confident of this one thing. That's how much God wants us to believe in him that he will help complete the work. That word confident means we can rely on, we can be absolutely sure that God will help us fulfill our destiny in God. You know, when I first got saved in the first year, I wrote out a card to the Lord and I committed that, Lord, I will hunger after you. I want your will fulfilled in my life. And I'll do what it takes to, to, to have your will fulfilled in my life. I've still got that card. Fifteen years ago, I wrote that as like a pledge, as like a commitment to God. And, you know, at times, like all of us, we've felt like giving up. We've struggled, but I've kept that in my heart. I've thought, no, I've made that commitment to God. I will hunger after you, and I will pursue you so that I can walk in the calling that you've called for me. You know, God gives us dreams. He gives us desires. Uh, when I was first saved, he immediately planted a desire to preach in my life. It was like, preach and go to nations. Preach and go to nations. It was just burning in me. 
And, uh, but I didn't realize there was a process to go through. And I remember the first time I got handed a mic over here and, and Pastor Mike came and asked me a question in front of everyone. This was a long time ago. Put the mic in front of me and I started to speak and I just broke down and dribbled out something on the mic. And I thought, my goodness, God's called me to preach and I can't even say a few words on a mic. So that was a kind of an awakening for me that, okay, there's a few mountains I've got to climb here. But, you know, God will commit to what he has planted in your heart. If God's planted a dream in your heart today, God will commit to it as long as you do your part and pursue, like Doug said. And I just want to share three keys that, that have helped me in my Christian walk, that have helped me stay connected to God, that have helped me pursue God. And I believe as I share them, they'll help you. I want you to take hold of them and just put them into your own life if you're not already, if you're not already and just, you know, just pursue God with all your heart. I remember um, another time, uh, Pastor Matt, he was our youth pastor. He used to have prayer meetings up the front here. And I was still scared to speak in front of the mic, still scared to, to speak in front of people. And, and yet Sharon and I were running a young adult ministry, and I was, still had this massive fear to speak in front of people. And we'd all be around here, and we'd be praying in tongues. And Pastor Matt, he would always, he'd pray for a while, and then he'd look around for other people to hand the mic to. And I, so I'd, keep, I'd be praying, and I'd keep one eye on him. And uh, as soon as I saw him start to look up and turn, I'd be, but I'd totally avoid it. I was just scared to take the mic, so I would avoid it. And just praying things, but Mike would, I mean, uh, Matt would hunt me out and give me the mic. So I, he stretched me out, you know. And Isaiah 54 says, Let them stretch the curtains of your dwelling. Other, let, allow other people to stretch you out. Be open and allow other people to stretch you out. Amen. Dave stretched me out this morning when he said, Hey, do you want to preach tonight? With no notice. So he stretched me out immediately. Oh, no, I'm pretty tired. You know, I just can't. I only came back from Cambodia yesterday afternoon. Pretty tired. Let me think about it. But, you know, I knew in my heart, I've got to do this. Dave's stretching me out. I've got to do this. Amen? So we've got to do it. So three keys that have really helped me in my walk. The first key is I've, already, I've always cultivated and determined in my heart that I would have a passion and a desire to hunger after God. I believe that's the first key in everyone's walk is you've got to cultivate that passion for God, that hunger to engage God, that hunger to encourage connect with God, to encounter God, to be real with God. And uh, if we want to grow and enlarge in our relationship, we have to stay connected with God. It's got to be the number one key. You know, God's uh, intimacy with God is what helps us get through the mountains. It's what helps us grow, is staying intimate with Him. And uh, if you want to turn to Jeremiah 29, And the Bible says this, verse 12, it says, Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You know, God's saying, you'll call upon me, you'll pray to me, and I will listen to you. One of the first things we have to do is we have to pray with God. Really, really praying is just we've got to express our feelings to God. We've got to share with God where we're at. We've got to be totally open and transparent to God. And and over the years, I've had tremendous struggles, and like we all have, you know, facing this and facing jealousy and facing competitiveness and facing all these different issues. And some here know the, the stuff that I've gone through. But, you know, often when God brings up issues in your life, you, can, you actually just got to admit they're there. You can't try and deny them. And, th- well, and, and I say, Lord, I don't like the way I'm feeling. It was like in the, in the spirit, it was like I hate this kind of the stuff I've got here, but I can't deny it's here. But, Lord, I hate it. 
I repent of it. Father, I ask you to help me through it and forgive me. So you just you share your feelings with God. And you know, over time, God comes in and he helps and he delivers and he sets you free. And you know, those things are gone now. They're history. I look back and it's like, wow, were they that big an issue? But first of all, it's acknowledging them. It's like Pastor Doug said this morning, acknowledging. We have to acknowledge where we've been. Can't deny it and stay in denial. In verse 13, it says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You see, when you, when you search for God, when you're absolutely desperate and hungry you got with God, you will find his peace. You will find his deliverance. You will find his goodness. You will find his healing for your life. You will find his love. But there comes an active pursuing of that. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six 6, that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. There has to be something in your heart. There has to be like a like a real hunger, a real desperation. Father, I need you in my life. I need you to break through. I, I'm desperate. I'm open. Father, come and speak in. You know, I remember moping around like you do in self-pity when you've got all these issues, and I was kind of sitting there in my seat really down, really heavy, and just, and it was like God had just revealed this area of my life, and I was, oh, man, and then really bummed out. And then God just spoke really clear to, clearly to me, and he said, he said, I've always seen this sin. I just let you see it. You see, God, God sees your life from the start to the finish. He knows exactly what's in there, but little by little, bit by little, he just kind of opens your eyes and sees you, sees you something, lets you see something else. And it's not to condemn you. It's not to bring you down. It's just saying, hey, you know, there's this issue here now. It's, it's just time for you to look at this. It's time for you to grow through this. And so I want to encourage you, don't get down when God brings an issue up. Just, just acknowledge it. Okay, bring it to God and allow him to come to your life. And move on. Amen? And just at the start of verse 14 says, I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. You know what? God will restore you. Once you, once you uh, share your feelings with God, and then once you hunger and thirst for him and just a, a desire to really draw near, you'll find his goodness and his love and his peace. And then he promises he will restore you. He will bring you back from your captivity. He will set you free. He will set you free. God promises to set you free. He promises to heal you. He promises to restore you. He promises to help you. You know, it's like, you know, the Bible says God will deliver you little by little, bit by bit. But it's like this. It's like you're walking, and, and as you take a step, the Holy Spirit steps with you. As you take another step, the Holy Spirit take, uh, steps with you. And that's what your life is like with God. As you, as you take the step, you trust in God, and he will come with you and help you. Amen? The second thing I want to, that I believe is really helped in my walk is that we have to agree with how God sees us. And you know, the Bible says that when we're saved, we become a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. But what does that mean? And we're a new creation. It means that now all God's thoughts towards you are good. Everything about your DNA has now changed. God loves you. He has great potential for your life. He sees the very best in you. There's no, he doesn't speak badly of you or think badly of you. But you, we are now a brand new creation and, uh, in Christ Jesus. Amen? And, uh, and, you know, this is a big deal. We have to change our thinking, our mindsets, and our growing up. And, you know, it's only recently that God has really revealed to me mindsets and strongholds that I have had about my own thinking. And uh, it was actually quite a shock when God began to just speak to me about actually how I saw myself. And all of a sudden, I recognized some of the words that I, believe, that I was believing, some of the enemy's lies that I was believing about myself. About, I, 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 had, I actually believed that I was only worthy to kind of get to a certain level in my life. 
that, uh, and I keep thinking, is this really me, that, that God's growing in me in my work and growing me in ministry and growing me in character? I mean, I kind of, I should be kind of back down here. And it wasn't until I really seek God and, and had some counsel in that area that, that God kind of took me to a place and showed me that when I was about 11 or 12 years old, uh, my dad had spoken some words over me that had actually set something in my heart. And, uh, and, and I had believed those words and accepted those words and they actually set a cycle in my life. And, and my dad had said to me, he'd, I can't remember him doing it until God had, had just taken me to that place and showed me that God had said to me, uh, that my father had said to me, you're useless, you're no good, and you're a no-hoper. And he said those words to me, and, and as God took me back, I, I heard him say those words, and I accepted them, and I believed them, and they'd set, it up, they'd set up a pattern and a cycle in my life that I felt I was only worthy to go to a certain level. So as I hit my teenage years, my, my, my years went straight into drinking and straight into drugs, and that, this is kind of where my life just, just ended up going this way, and, and that's, that's, that was all I was worthy to do, just drinking and, and and drugs, and, and partying, and all that kind of stuff, and, and then met Sharon, and, and we took off overseas, and we were kind of doing the same stuff, and, and then, praise God, he, he broke in and, sa- and saved me over in England, and, uh, and so it's been a, a, a years of restoration, but, th- but those words still set precedent and cycle in my life, and I had to actually now acknowledge that what those words had done to me, I had to acknowledge that those words had actually stopped me, they had caused fear, has caused limitations for me to push on and to step out into new things. And so I want to encourage you today. This is a part of seeking God and getting to know God is asking God, what, what's in there? What, what is stopping me? What fear have I got? What limitation have I got from moving on in you? And, uh, and, and so I'm in the process now of, of just standing up and facing those fears. And I committed this year that, that I would face these fears and I would break through the limitations and I, wouldn't, I, I would recognize the patterns and I would say no, and I'd step through them. And you know what? As I've done that, the Holy Ghost has come upon me. He's helped me, and I've stepped through. There's been breakthrough, and there's been breakthrough. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Amen? I want us to quickly look up Judges 6. I want to share about a, a man called Gideon, who was uh, um, chosen by God to help uh, free the Israelites, to, to, to be a great warrior in his time. But Gideon had a whole lot of mindsets as well. And uh, as, I read the, as I read Gideon, I think, man, that is so me. That is so me where I'm at, where I, where I used to be at, and still working through some of these, these areas. But we have to agree with how God sees us, not with how the past has seen us, not with what, how other people have seen us. And in, and in uh, Gideon um, 6 verse 12, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of value. You see, God speaks to our potential. God speaks to our potential. Every single person here has potential. Every single person here has a destiny in God, has something tailor-made just for you. And when you get born again, when you get saved, God will begin to put the dream in your heart and he will begin to speak to your potential. But we have to agree with it. So Gideon's response was, Oh, my Lord, uh, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And and we are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. So initially he, he, he had unbelief in his heart that God could ever do anything or that he could do anything. And, and, and he just totally didn't believe God. And he, and he virtually blamed God for what had happened. And how can, how can we re- this be restored after all this has happened and, and these promises haven't come to fulfillment? 
And it, but you see, when you have unbelief in your heart about what God says about you, just like I did, I actually had recognized there was unbelief about what God said he'd called me to do. It actually makes you powerless to change. It actually makes you powerless to take the next step and to break through because the fear of what, what those words have spoken over your life will hold you powerless. In verse 14, the Lord turned around and said to him, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So, you know, God didn't even listen to his excuse. God wasn't interested in the excuse. In fact, it was like God didn't even hear him. He just continued to speak into his life. Go in this might of yours. Go in this might of yours. Surely have I not sent you. So then in verse 15, getting still on the, on the, old, the old kind of mindset. So he said to him, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel indeed? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. So he's still making excuses. You know, I used to make excuses in my life as well. When I was growing up, uh, I was brought up in Rareka here, and there were a whole lot of things I didn't like about myself. Just a heap of things I didn't like about myself, and I've had to be renewed. When I was a young kid, I used to have really, really white hair, white, white, white hair. And everyone called me Snowball or Snow White, and I kind of just stuck out, just stuck out a mile, and I began to resent the fact I had white hair. I began to try dye my eyebrows, and dye. I just didn't like the way I looked. I used to always have snotty nose. I was a snotty nose kid in the neighbourhood, but all these kind of th- just didn't like myself, you see. But uh, but you know, I, these were excuses that I used to blame. You know, it was like, well, this is the way I'm made, and, and, and they were just kind of mindsets. You know, we gotta we gotta love the way God has made us, and it's a process of growing up and and, and just love the way God has made us. So in verse 16, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites. You see, you know, when Gideon was blaming his past and blaming his upbringing, and, and I've done that, I've, I've, I've had it speaking out of my mouth and I've still got to resist the urge to blame. When Dave asked me to preach this morning and I was sitting there, there were excuses coming up. I'm tired. I've just got back from Cambodia. I want to sleep tonight. My body's not that great after all the food we eat, and you'll hear about the food we eat next week. And so these excuses were coming up, and I had to, I just recognize them, and I thought, no, I'm not going to make these excuses. I resist you, and I will do it. Because it's one thing I committed at the beginning of the year, that, that if I was asked to do something that was stretched out, I would do it. I would do it. So I, although the excuses came up, I resisted it. So, you know, today we have to face our limitations. You know, there'll be people here that, that as you're hearing now, you will recognize you've got limitations, these areas of your life with these fears and, and these, just, these places you just don't want to go. But, you know, to stretch out, like Pastor Doug said, to go to the next level, we have to face our limitations. We have to face our fears. But actually, it's not as hard as it all appears. It's not as hard as it seems. As you get connected with people, as you allow people to speak into you, as you make decisions to take the step into, into the unknown or to what God has said to do, he actually, it's not as bad as you think. And, uh, you know, God promises to be with us. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. They're good scriptures just to keep in your mind, to keep in your heart. Amen? The last thing I just want to talk about, the last key that I found in my life that that has really helped me. It's kind of like a, uh, like a bulldog spirit, like a bulldog kind of faith of not, not wanting to give up, not wanting to let go. And although I had all these excuses and stuff like that, it was like something deep in me was, I, I'm not going to give up, you know? God, God's planted this dream in my heart. Uh, 
There's nothing to backslide to. There's nothing to go back to. I'm going to pursue God. I've just, I've just got to do it. You've got to have that spirit that won't give up. You've got to have that spirit that says, God, send me, even if I die, even if it, whatever, just send me. I will step into what you have for me. You've got to have that tenacious spirit about your life. You've got to have that faith and that trust that as I step out, God's presence will be upon me. You know, every time I've gone to Cambodia, every time I've gone to Uganda, wherever I go, it's a new stretching, it's a new level, it's a whole different ball game. When Pastor Doug goes to China this time, there'll be another stretching for him, a bigger capacity for him. When Pastor Dave went to Pakistan, it was another level for him. It's continuous with God. As you step out in him, it's an enlargement, it's a stretching. But you know what? It'll never happen if you don't step out. It's actually a choice. You have to make a choice that I will step out. And, uh, you know, in the Bible, in, in Numbers 13, it shares of a story where Moses sent 12 spies out into the land, into the promised land to see what it was like. And the 12 spies came back, and all but two of them were, were scared and were fearful and said, no, we can't do this. We, we can't go into that land. There's great big giants there, and we were like grasshoppers in their sight, and and, and, and we just, we can't do it, you know, and they started to cause a murmur around the people. We can't do it. They had, they had a defeatist attitude immediately, and that defeatist attitude went through the camp and started a, a tremendous murmuring, murmuring. But two spies, you know, you've got to remember, these were 12 leaders. They, weren't, they were leaders. And, but, but, you know, there were two of these leaders, Joshua and Caleb, and the Bible says they had a different spirit. They had a different spirit. They had a spirit that trusted in their God, that trusted that as they stepped out, God would be with them. And in Numbers 13, verse 30 and 31, it says, Then Caleb quieted the people after all the moaning before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome. See, that's the spirit we have to, we have, to have in our heart, folks. We have to have that spirit that we can do it. We can do it no matter what we're facing, no matter what giant we're facing, no matter what mountain we're, we're facing. If it's in front of us, we can do it. We have to have that spirit in our lives that we can break through because God is on our side. If we trust in him and we allow him to come into our lives, the Holy Ghost will help us and we can break through. Amen? And, you know, and Caleb and, and, and uh, let us go up at once and take possession of it for we're, we're able to do it. We are well able to do it. So not only did they just say they could do it, let us go up at once. They took the offensive immediately. It wasn't like, well, we can do it, but let's just, let's just do all this and gather all this. It was like, we can do it. We have to get on the offensive. We just have to say, we can do it and go for it. You know, it's like King David, when he, had the, when he, when he faced the giant, the Bible says he ran to the, to the giant. He didn't wait for the giant to come in. He took up a stone and he ran to the giant. You know, these times when we have to run to our mountain, these times when we have to run to the issues that are coming up in our life that God has brought up, we have to run to them, embrace them, and say, God, I'm well able to break through this area. I'm well able to do this, God, because you're on my side. Your anointing is with me. You have promised to complete the work you've started, and you promised me, oh God. Lord, your word says that you'll never leave me nor forsake me, that you're with me. Lord, the word says that I am a more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I hold up that victory crown, and Lord, I thank you that, Lord, I am the victor. Lord, I am the head and not the tail. Amen. This is the spirit we have. You know, today, I believe these people here and these fears, I believe these limitations, I believe these people here with rejection. You know, talk about rejection, man. I was big Mr. Rejection. Big Mr. Rejection. You know, and that was probably one of my biggest issues. I didn't even know what rejection was until I got saved. And all of a sudden, I realized what it was. And talk about 
oh, it, it's a killer, you know, and it really it hit, it hits men big time. Rejection hits men big time. I believe there's many here that have rejection in their lives. They don't feel accepted. They don't feel accepted by God. They don't feel accepted by others. They've had fathers that haven't accepted them or have spoken words into their lives and that, that have caused mindsets and strongholds, just like it did with me. You know, it's been a process of time as I've, I've acknowledged these, as I've recognized these mindsets. But you know, God is well able. If we take the step, He's well able to help us through it. And you know, in a minute, we're going to have, a, we're going to have an older call for ones who have rejection to come up. And you know, the, I believe the Spirit of the Lord is here to break rejection of people. These people here that have fears, they have fears to face new things. They have fears to stretch out. They know God's calling them to stretch. They know God's opening up new doors for them. And, but there's tremendous fear. I, and they're thinking, I can't do it. I, I can't go to this next level. It's too big. These people are here today. And you need to come up this, you need to come up this evening. God's going to break that fear off your life. He's going to open up. He's just going to, his anointing's going to come. And he's going to break those fears so that we can go to the next ladder. The next ladder that God has. You know, like Pastor Doug said, we're at the top of the ladder. We can't go any further in our own strength. We now have to make the choice to grow. There's many people here. I want you to think about areas of your life, limitations, fears, rejection, loneliness. These people here that deep down they suffer from loneliness. They might be uh, uh, big in the crowd and, 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 and the kind of guy that's laughing, but really deep down he's actually a loneliness. He's something that's kind of empty in them. God's here to break that off your life this evening. I wonder if everyone could just close their eyes. You know, to, to have a dream in God, to, have a, to connect with God, to connect with your purpose. You know what? You actually first need to connect with Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says that He died on the cross, that we could be reconnected to God, that we could be brought back into relationship with Jesus Christ, that we could be saved, we could be born again. As we get born again, God gives us dreams. He gives us hope. He speaks potential into our life. And then He empowers us by the Holy Spirit to reach our God-given destiny. I wonder if there's anyone here today and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. You're not a Christian. You're not a Christian. You've never given your life to Jesus Christ. If that's you today and you want to take that step of faith and say, well, I've tried this and I've tried that and it hasn't worked. I want to give it a go. If that's you today, I want you to put your hand up. I want you to put your hand up today if that's you, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. I wonder if these people here today and you know you're in a state where you're just far, far away from God. You, you really just need to, to come up and recommit your life to Him and, and open up your heart afresh to Him to come into your life and get you back on track again. If that's you today, if that's the, in the place you're at, I wonder if you just want to put up your hand if you want to come back to Jesus Christ. Come back to relationship with Him. That's you today. Just put your hand up. Thank you, Jesus. That's awesome. We're all saved. We're all connected to God. That's awesome. You know, I've never looked back on my life since I've met Jesus Christ because there's nothing to look back to. It's all promises and goodness and potential and dreams in God. You know, as I've shared tonight about different things in our life that God is wanting to break so we can come to the next level, so that we can stretch and, and begin to walk in a new level in God, individually in our own lives, 
and then corporately as a church. If you know you've got something in your life, you've got a giant you're facing, you've got some big mountain and it's just like, it's huge at the moment. You just, it's like it's too big. If that's you today, I want you to stand up and I want you to come to the front and we're going to minister to you. We're going to stand with you. We're going to pray with you. But then the rest is yours. The rest is you having to stand up, get connected and begin to hunger after God, pursue God and walk through this with the Holy Spirit. But today we'd like to minister to you. If that's you, I'd like you to come up to the front. We want to minister to anointing here to break yokes. He's an anointing here that's going to break rejection and loneliness and fears off your life. Amen. I want you to just come up. Everyone, if everyone can stand up. If everyone can stand up. If that's you today, I want you just to come up. If that's you today, if you know these issues in your life, if you know these things in your life and you're struggling with them and you're thinking, I, 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 I just need to break through this and, and this thing just seems too big, I want you to come up to the front now. I know there's many people here that need to come up the front. Jesus Christ has paid the price so that we can be set free. Jesus Christ has paid the price that every bondage that you have around your life can be broken. Every chain around your life can be broken. You know, there are real spiritual chains around our lives that lock us in and bind us in and we don't even know it. Today, the anointing of God is here to break those chains of fear, to break those chains of rejection. Thank you, Jesus.